Are your actions in alignment with your beliefs? Today, my guest shares how he has developed a mindset of curiosity and acceptance on this episode of Coffee with Tea. So please, stick around and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Coffee with Tea. I'm your host, Tanya Tyler, and I'm excited because we're going to be talking to Mr. DeMarco Majors, and he's going to fill us in on how to stay curious. I always love talking to the Mr. DeMarco because we were in a group together, and he always has a wealth of knowledge, so I had to reach out to him. So again, sir, I want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for being a guest. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me, and uh, it's such a pleasure to, us to be spending and sharing space with you right now. Thank you. Thank you. Like I said, I love your mindset. It's inspiring because I, I know in the group we made, jo- I, well, I know I made a joke. I said, whatever DeMarco says is what DeMarco says. So, you know, I, I, I love your mindset and I really want the audience really to get to know a little bit about who you are, a little bit about your journey that you feel comfortable sharing and let us know who you are and where did this mindset come from? Well, thank you. Thank you for the question. Um, the mindset and, you know, that, that encompasses my life. Um, <clears throat> of course, most people love to say that their mindset comes from hardship and the things they had to learn. Um, I do believe that, but the truth for me is, is that the mindset came from applying uh, what I what I learned that I liked, <laughs> right, right? And I know that that sounds a little different or a little selfish, but the truth is, you can't win doing things that you don't like and forcing yourself into a way of learning, because then all you become is an intellectual and an academic. So you can spout off so much information. You are well versed. You are well spoken. You are well intended but your actions don't follow suit. And I was very much that person. So I've become all the things that I like that I've applied in my life. And those are the tools that I have now. And that's where my mindset comes from. Um, It comes from, and also it comes from uprooting processes and systems that were set by adults that didn't even know that we had processes and systems. You know, I was honestly, I was just, I was writing yesterday um, about something so simple. Yet did I know that that was a contract that I agreed to with my mom unknowingly. My mom said to me when I was a little kid, stop crying before I give you something to cry. <laughs> well, yes, most of us are pretty familiar with that. You better stop crying <laughs> before I give you something to cry for. So this is something the hurt, the shame of being hit, the trauma of a parent that you are overly loving to is now beating you. But that's not something worthy of crying for. So every time your parent did something that didn't resonate with you, every time an authority figure did something with you that didn't resonate with you, every time that you were hurt or traumatized, it wasn't enough to get you to show the emotion. 
or to mm. actually be in it. We, I became the critic's critique because I was blaming myself for my feelings. And because I blamed myself for my feelings, there was an avoidance of that feeling because there was blame that went with it. So that's kind of where the mindset comes from is that I really had to start doing, not only doing the work, I had to be the work that I was seeing in front of me because I was so used to looking past that to look at how I'm supposed to be in the future that the small things that were in front of me went unnoticed, went without love, went without care because it went with avoidance. But as we know, same script, different cast. <laughs> I, I want to, I want to, I love where you're going with this. And I want to touch on something that I, like I said, when you picked up with, and I never really thought about it till you just brought it up, you know, being curious about some of the stuff, you know, having that phrase, let me, you know, you know, stop crying or I'll give you a reason to cry for. We already had a reason mm-hmm. for why we were crying. What they didn't do was validate or ask why we were really crying because they didn't really care <laughs> why we were crying. <laughs> so I think that's a, I think that was just an aha moment that I had when you shared because you're, you're, we go through that life. If we don't, like I said, examine it, we're thinking that what we cry are for is not important. I love that. that. I never thought about that. Thank you. And the, also another important part of that is when we're in relationships, we do the same thing because the relationship to a parent that said that to us was before I give you something, don't cry before I give you something. So if something is bothering you and you come to me with it, then I'm going to give you something else to cry for. So we always are suspicious about people hurting us. We become to have a suspicious nature. Ah, that's deep. That's deep. Like I said, I love talking to you. (laughs) I love it because you get us to think, you know, and I guess that's the whole point of staying curious and being able to question the things that, you know, maybe have been um, unconsciously applied to us, <laughs> you know. So when when how did this like I said, I know you shared a little bit about how your mindset came about. Would you share a little bit about your journey as to how the self-discovery came about? Um, if you want to, I mean, you know, for, share what you feel comfortable for. <laughs> Um, the self-discovery came from, and again, all of us, when we were younger, we were all asked, you know, what do we want to become when we get older? Well, a lot of us wanted to become, um, go into psychology we want, because we wanted to understand what was wrong with us. You know, I had so many questions but no one was willing to actually sit down with me and ask me what my questions were because they were so busy into their life, not too busy partying and doing all those other things. Now I'm not saying they didn't do that, (laughs) but what I am saying is that they were into the understanding that children should be seen and not heard. And when you're always told, uh-uh, don't you get in grown folks' business, you slowly have all these questions that nobody's willing to, you know, spend time with you to ask. Mm-hmm. And then you actually end up asking those questions in groups of people who don't have the answers, and that's who you think that you need to talk to because everybody has opinions and they sound like answers. 
everybody has an opinion on something. <laughs> and for me, I always got curious because right when it really started happening, I was, I was 13 years old. And even though I have changed the narrative to this um, conversation, because I used to say, you know, my mom gave me away when I was 13 years old. Um, and I would make up this story because of this reason or that reason. But all those reasons had everything to do with, you know, um, being abandoned. However, I now share that my mom did exactly what God asked her to do because that's as far as she could take me. Mm. That's it. Mm. That's yeah. I like that because I, I'm finding that I, I, I'm struggling like, cause I'm, I believe it, like you, we can change that narrative. We can find maybe um, not always a positive, but we can, we can change that to, you know, something more. And that comes with what, you know, expanding our minds and stuff like that. So, and that talks about like, being curious. So how, or I would say, what kind of advice would you give those to people who say, well, I can't change my story. That, that's just the way it is. What would you say to somebody like that who would, you know, just doesn't think they have that kind of um, uh, change power? I would tell someone, first and foremost, um, you're right. You are absolutely right. You cannot change your story. However, do you read a horror story the same way that you read a love story? Do you read a dramatic story the same way that you read a story of comedy? You're right, you can't change your story, but you can definitely change the frequency around the vocabulary that you used when you were in that trauma. See, I can tell you how painful it was to be abandoned, but I can also tell you how painful it was to be abandoned. See, there's a completely difference because one, I'm still in the trauma. I'm still in that frequency. And I'm telling you because I need, I want attention because my only way to get you to feel what I went through so that I could feel safe was to get you to trauma bond with me on those words. But when you mature, see, when you mature intellectually, that means your belief systems have to mature. And a lot of times we don't allow our beliefs to mature because we think we're supposed to stay in it. But when you become curious, your belief systems start to mature and you start not, you don't ask questions anymore. You start to see the action from the question. Oh, self-love. Well, what does self-love mean to me? Well, it used to mean this, but now self-love means this because I thought it was selfish before. Right. However, I found that the most selfless thing to do was to be selfish with my time. So people say, well, yes, I'm all about self-love. Okay, what's the action? When? You mean to tell me that you went to bed at 10 p.m. and you woke up at 6 a.m.? And the first thing that you did was think about what you're going to do with your day. And then you decided, oh, I'm going to take a moment for me. It's 4 p.m. and I'm going to meditate. Yes, great. 
but you went without spiritual nutrients from 10 p.m. to 4 p.m. in the afternoon? Do you know that there's a such thing as caloric deficit? It takes calories. Your brain needs calories in order to burn for your body to function, for your mind to be able to think. You mean to tell me your self-love doesn't have anything? So you loved yourself so much that you went out before taking care of your heart, before taking care of your sight, before taking care of your ears so that you can hear the things that's necessary for you to hear God put in place for you. So you did all that before you went and got the play from God. Because even us athletes, we have to get the play from the coach. Even in the military, you have to get the mission from the sergeants. Everybody is given their command and you are prepared and taught how to do it. But you decided that you're going to wait all day. All day long, you didn't even know that one minute to the next was not even yours. So you rather play with God and play yourself rather than start your day off with a two-minute, a one-minute prayer. A take a deep breath because you've been laying there all night long in a present future with everything that's going on in your mind. And you burned all those calories because everything that you ate from dinner caused you to burn those calories. Now you can't think in the morning which is why people tell themselves, I am nothing without my cup of coffee first. You mean to tell me that you were created by the infinite. You were created by the number one source in all known galaxies. Taps you on your shoulder to wake you up. Yet, you ain't nothing without coffee. <laughs> so, I, I, again, my curiosity and my mindsets come from um, a lifetime, and I know it sounds crazy, it comes from a lifetime of being invisible. Because when people look at me, when especially growing up and, and now through my modeling and all that, they look at me and they see a finished product. Mm. Because the world tells them that the shell is a finished product. But I'm standing next to you, aligned, balanced, and I'm soaking up your energy because this is the part of who we are because we're all connected. So now that I have these new feelings because I was amazing, but I stand next to you and I'm not amazing right now. So I became curious. Yeah. What was that? Why did I feel this strange sensation on my arm? Well, I tried to ask about that, but that was, people told me that I was weird. Because my natural nature went against our culture. Right. If I didn't wear big baggy pants and a big shirt and a gold chain and wear my hat a certain way, I was told that, you know, that I'm whitewashed. I was told that, you know, I'm different. I don't belong. But why do I want to be different when these are my people? So I repressed my true nature 
of nature, books, reading. I was a severe dyslexic that loves to read, even though it's the most painful thing. So I had went and adopted this culture that wasn't really even my people. Hip hop is a part of a culture. It's a street culture. It's a part of a main culture. But being weird and being different is no defect of character. But as the little black boys, we were taught that if you don't play the black sports or like certain black music, then something's wrong with you. Right, right. Hold that thought there, Mr. DeMarco, because I know you're going deep. <laughs> and this is where I have to remind everybody that if you're picking up any, uh, any of the golden gems that Mark DeMarco has been put down, and I know you, he's been dropping <laughs> left and right, please hit that like button. Leave a comment below because we're going to go deeper down into like breaking out what society or how to break out of some of the society ch- chains that put on us. So. Back to you, Mr. DeMarco. How do how do we do that? I mean, like I said, I'm a person of color. I, I have a lot of stuff that I've been put on, you know, before I even was born was put on me. So how do you break those chains? And I know we talked about like being curious, but asking questions is that how, you know, you know, you start asking questions and everybody's like, woo, 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 you know. So how how do you break that change and be um, comfortably okay with who you are authentically. How do, how do you get to that point? Well, I don't believe that it's a destination. I don't believe that it's a destination. I believe, I truly believe that I am the best part of my parents. Mm-hmm. Now, in the very beginning, in Jeremiah, and I know this is going <laughs> into different places, but I'll, I'll get you there. In the beginning, in Jeremiah, And I use Jeremiah as the beginning because it was a young man talking to God. In his humanness, in his human being, there was a fear. And God said, I knew you before you were formed in the womb. I knew you. I had plans to prosper you. Now, knowing that I had a relationship with God and I have a relationship with God before I got this body. So I was already in the work and doing the work before the body came. I had also had a relationship with God because when somebody says they know you, well, they can either know you or know of you, but God said, I knew. Well, if you knew me, well, if you go to the word new, you go to the, its Greek understanding of oneness. God said, I knew you. So that meant I am one with you from the very beginning. I am one with you. So in your life, you're going to have to uproot and tear down, build and destroy. I set you apart to be prophets amongst nations. So you want to know how you get to that space, accept what was known of you. What your parents did is what they did outside of themselves. That has nothing to do with your DNA. Your DNA has everything to do with what you chose with God. You've seen those two people. God said, from these two people, 
with that DNA, this is your purpose when you get to earth. Now you can either choose them or I can find someone else, but I don't know how much time it's gonna take me to find someone else that create the perfect DNA to give you the success of that purpose. When you accept that, when you truly accept that for yourself, that in the beginning, not only did me and God have a conversation, there wasn't a decision on gender, there wasn't a decision on race, (laughs) there wasn't a decision on religion, there was a conversation between this entity and me And he loved me so much that I was given a choice. So I chose this DNA. Now, choices might have been taken from me. Like my voice telling me what to do when I was a kid that I wasn't supposed to do. You know, there's a lot of things that stole my choice. However, they didn't steal my calling. Mm. When I decided to agree with God, that I'm not broken, nothing's wrong with me. I just had a poor strategy to be me. There's nothing wrong with me. But everybody, when you turn on the TV, you keep seeing people who look like you in the worst conditions. But guess what? As I said before, my parents did a lot of crap. But that had nothing to do with my DNA. That had everything to do with their decisions. Mm. So I am the best parts of every person who's in my DNA pool. Right. That means that we have hundreds of thousands of years of success in our veins. So I have chosen that I can live my purpose because God was very purposeful with the thousands of people that he chose to be together, whether it's a one night of passion or years of love to create the perfect me. And I get that. And I'm honored by it because not because of the bad things that I've seen, but because God chose thousands of years to orchestrate a beautiful me. And I'm going to turn around and be afraid of another human being who does not have the infinite source of power that could develop and build me. And then not to mention, get me to be able to share that spiritual space with those who I love that have passed on. So that's where that decision comes from. And I had to learn how to be accepting of it. Because I was so in a constant conversation of what my parents didn't do, what I would have liked. But the truth is, every parent's job is to get the child out of the nest with as, most, as, with as much information as they can, as early as they can. Mine happened to be 13. 
It just happened to be 13. And guess what? There was a reason why I was 13. Because the rooms that I went into at 13 years old, not to say that I'm better than anyone, is that I was smarter. But people treated me like I was stupid because they couldn't understand me. So I learned to be curious of everyone in the room. Because if I was the smartest person in the room, then that means leave. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Once I got to those other rooms and was able to ask those questions, and I found it that people who were in those rooms who were smarter than me were patient with me. So you mean to tell me that smart people are patient people and people who choose not to be smart are impatient. So I started really being around more intelligent people. And then I learned intelligent people are not that smart. Because they don't apply it. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I'm like looking at our time and I can't believe that 20 minutes just like flew by. And I would definitely, I mean, this is like I said, for those who tune in, hit that like button because we are just tipping the iceberg. And like I said, this is the man to have on. So I want to really, I, I, like I said, 20 minutes is, does you no justice. But I do want to um, allow you to share where can people find more information about you, what you offer, and if they want to connect with you, how can they do that? Um, well, you can. they can reach me on social media. Just look at my name, DeMarco Majors. Um, you will find all of my social media handles. Um, actually, today, uh, a huge story just came out. Um, a huge story just came out about me talking about um, mental health and depression amongst black men and athletes um, on in the Advocate magazine. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Um, but you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at DeMarco Majors. And you can find my website, which I need to update, <laughs> at demarcomajors.com. Okay. Um, I am a strategic life coach. Um, I do... One of my main things I do is uh, spiritual development and healing from trauma. Um, I do relationships as well and integrated wellness. Um, I just simply love the idea of, I just share with people right up front. If you're looking for it to feel good, go to a therapist. I am a coach. I am not here to make you feel good. I am here to provoke thought and whip you into action. I like that. So, uh, for those who are looking for a very good strategic life coach, make sure you check out this video, share it with others so they can get a, just a taste of what they could uh, maybe get a piece of. And I want to say again, thank you, Mr. DeMarco, for, for being a guest. I would definitely love to have you come on. We can go deeper into more conversations. Like I said, this was just a tidbit <laughs> of what can come for you. So I thank you for your time very much, sir. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. And you know what? You know what I love about being in your presence is that you helped me remember the importance of um, personal respect because I was taught as a kid, 
Mr. DeMarco, Miss Tanya, and you came into the group and that's what you were without feeling any weird or anything like that. It was just, that's who you are. And that made me feel so good because I denied that part of me. When it starts to come out, I just jumped to the name, but thank you so much for helping me bring respect back to people's pronouns. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I honor that. Namaste. <laughs> <laughs> and I also want to thank those who tuned in today. Remember that uh, feedback is always welcome. Email us if you have any guests and show ideas. Links to all of what DeMarco had mentioned will be posted in the comments below. So please check out those juicy gems down there in the description box. Thank you again for watching. If you enjoyed us, please give us a thumbs up. If you're enjoying us, leave us a comment below. Let us know how good or how we can improve or what, what more stuff you want to know about Mr. DeMarco we can put in there. And if you want to continue getting some of the insights, please hit that subscribe button over there. And remember, take things in stride, go with the flow, and create your own path. And we'll see you back here on another episode of Coffee with Tea. All right. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. This is Tanya again, popping in to say thank you for listening to today's show. Coffee with Tea interviews are always free. And if you're enjoying the wisdom and insights that are being shared, please stay and grow with us and show your financial support. You can buy us coffee or become a monthly supporter. Links are posted in the description box. And again, I wanted to personally say thank you for tuning in.